0: Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations
1: in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for joining us. And thank you for joining us, Chase Ross. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I am doing well, uh, Pastor Justin Wyatt. Awesome. I am enjoying the fall oh, weather. Oh, isn't it so we, nice we for it not to be hundred degrees? In, but now it's it's really here. It feels so nice. Yeah, it's, it's so does. nice. I just I just want to sit outside. In fact, I have several days at work just gone outside. We have we have some good places to sit outside. We do. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Oh, yeah, we. Um, yeah, well. I actually
0: typically get up early in the morning mm. and go outside. Often, on we have like a little back screen yeah, area. Is that nice. called? What's that called? Lanai. It's called Fancy Pants. Is <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> uh, I, mine's not fancy enough to really be consi- <laughs> well, not, considered. That a, a, funny lanai? Word,
1: a lanai? <laughs> it's not that, but anyway, whatever. It's back like porch. when churches used to say, "You'll find it in the narthex," and you're like, "What?" what in, the, in the narthex. That's like a fancy what? foyer. <laughs> Really? narthex yeah. Man, i remember I, hearing that word for the first time in a church. Being like, what language are they speaking? Narfex. Can I get an interpreter here? Anyway, Goodness so back to gracious. your lanai. Back to yeah, your anyway, lanai. Anyway,
0: but it's actually been a little too cool Ooh, for me to go. You get a blanket out. Yeah, but I'm trying to work and read. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Not working hard. hard so well. Yeah. Anyway, you know what's funny is occasionally we like let our kids like all sleep in the living room. Mm-hmm. You know, or not all some because there's yeah. too many of them to all. Yeah. And. uh I can't. I forget like how mad that makes me when I get yeah. up and work because I don't have anywhere to Dude, sit Dude, yes,
1: that happened to me this morning oh, because man. one of our kids like, I'm just gonna sleep. And I was like, don't sleep in your room, in your bed. But I just laid the couch. Okay, fine. And he was up and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna try to be quiet. I'm like, I'm just doing my stuff. Yeah, and man. You you'll do wake your, up. You do, you. Justin. That's right. You doing okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's busy. It's we're kind of like in full throttle of we're kind of in. We just finished up some events. We've got Fall Festival coming up, and we do next ready, week planning to do some uh, dates and announcements for mission trip. I thought trips. You, you and Christy
0: were going on dates. Uh, I'm like oh, that yes, would be amazing. That's awesome. That,
1: that would be great. But make it happen, uh, man. Yeah, make it mission happen. trip dates coming, and uh, it was great to have uh, Laura Jones Domingo yes, here was. this past Sunday. So. so Thanks for for being the
0: only one who actually says her name.
1: I know. It's so funny. So I edit the welcome videos and and every one of the welcome right now until we have someone in that position. uh, I'm editing them. And every single person is like, and please join us for our global missions luncheon with Laura Jones. I had to stop Redo it <laughs> every single one. So uh, we're and, all going to hear what's going.
0: Moingo, like Moyingo. you know, there you go. Anyway, so yeah.
1: Um, so yeah. So let's let's talk about what we're talking about today. So um, we're talking we're talking about, about we're talking about really the tension of being faithful to the word, which is priority, and engaging the culture. What the tension is there, and this is really coming on the heels of, of a, a very light, a very
0: controversial subject. Yeah,
1: very very non boggy, uh, very shallow. Um, but, really, in response to uh, just a situation that happened well maybe three weeks ago, um if you follow news of of churches and pastors, uh, Andy Stanley, who's the pastor of North Point Ministries, which uh, sounds
0: like something that there's not much of. But in the dark web, there are so many weird news yes, of churches and pastors things out
1: absolutely. There. It's you could you could just you could yes. fall in that rabbit mm-hmm. hole real fast, yes, um, you can. So his church hosted a conference uh, with an organization called Embracing the Journey called the Unconditional Conference, which was really uh, targeted towards parents of LGBTQ plus uh, uh, identifying uh, children. So this was announced. Uh, there was a lot of pre-conference, a lot of, oh my goodness, he's you know he's a heretic, he's hosting this. It really, and there wasn't a lot of uh, Statement from the church organization yeah. until after the conference, and and so we 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 followed a, a little bit of what was going on beforehand, and felt like it wasn't right to speak before it happened because that would be assuming a lot of things, uh, and uh, then uh, he that Sunday uh, responded to the conference and just kind of spoke to the church at large, uh, and has faced um, from some. A lot of praise, and from many as well, a lot of criticism. So let's talk. About it. Um, okay. <laughs> so let me give you a little frame of reference just so you know. Uh, the conference, um, uh, the criticisms came really from uh, those who were, who were saying that this is really a pro LG, an affirming conference. And they were assigned the fact that um, some of the speakers were uh, married in homosexual relationships, uh, in homosexual marriages. Um, And that there wasn't anyone speaking at the conference who uh, would be an advocate for uh, those who may be same-sex attracted, but choose obedience to Christ and celibacy and singleness. Uh, So that's kind of what set the stage for it. And then I think what is worth um, really the attention here was, was some of the things that he addressed on Sunday to the church um, so he said uh, in, to his address in church Sunday that North Point had not changed its stance on what it believed biblical marriage was, that biblical marriage is between a man and a woman, uh, that he said there's three uh, things, three distinct directives for the Christian sex or sexual ethic. The first is that uh, we, oh, I just lost my notes on my phone. There we go. Honor God with your body. Do not be mastered by anything. Do not sexualize any relationship outside of marriage. Um, and so then he went on to say, um, that the the New Testament text uh, addresses this, saying homosexuality, the Bible, the New Testament teaches that homosexuality teaches that it's a sin. It was a sin then, Stanley said, and it's a sin now. The controversy really, I guess, comes up a little bit more because he then goes on to uh, explain things a little bit more, and really, I think, proposes an ethic that kind of goes against what he's saying when he says that basically... um, choosing that life, uh, of celibacy and singleness isn't sustainable, Hmm. uh, or, and he didn't say realistic, but that's essentially, I think Mm -hmm, what he means. mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. and so the church must figure out alternative pathways. So, um, that's it in a rough nutshell, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, you could dive in in and dissect this from a lot of different angles. And I think the first is, um, you know, I do believe, uh, that the intentions here are to reach people with Mm -hmm. the message of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that's the intent. So Mm -hmm. I think I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I do not think some people say he's a, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the intent is Mm -hmm. to willfully deceive. I think the intent is to reach people. However, Mm -hmm. I do think that the method is wrong. So I'll stop there and let you jump in.
0: Yeah. Well, and you might be wondering, why do we care what this guy there and Alpharetta says, you know, pants uh, <laughs> Pants Alpharetta. Uh, but I mean, he's been very influential over the last 20 years or something. Yeah, His Al- dad's Charles Stanley. Right. So the legacy of their family mm-hmm. is pretty long.
1: Right. And- <laughs> I would venture to say you would be hard pressed to find any pastor in – any pastor, regardless of dom- denomination, who hasn't been influenced by his communication, yeah. who hasn't basically uh, quoted him without attributing yeah. it to him, <laughs> uh, yeah, re- in some way, because he's he's really good, he's an effective, highly skilled communicator. He, he is one of the best communicators. Leadership, there is. yes, Leadership. and uh, you know I have heard sermons from him, not just online but in person, have been profoundly uh, impacting. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's who it is yeah. we're talking about yeah. because of his influence. So um, I think I think the
0: uh, so we don't know the dude's heart, right? Like I mean, we can only I mean, out of the bun is the heart, of the mouth speaks. Right. So we we are hearing the overflow of the heart, but we don't fully know like what's all there. Um, so let's just s- establish that, and then let's just kind of talk about um the issue, you know, here. Um, I, I would say very uh, decisively that, um, he has been confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that confusion, God's not the author of that confusion, right? So the confusion is either because, um, he's not saying everything. And so we're not fully understanding where he's going and coming from, or the confusion is because he's wrestling with, um, how to say what he wants to say. Um, and he's a phenomenal communicator as well, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wouldn't say that it's he's not communicating well. I would say that he's either uh, not saying everything yet mm-hmm. for an intentional reason. Or again, he's he's trying to say something, but he doesn't fully believe what he's saying. And so it's not he's conflicted when he talks. Mm-hmm. Um and and again, where does that come from, and where is it going? We don't we don't hundred percent know, but I but I would say that, um, my opinion, mm-hmm. um, is you said you said that he wants people to come to know Jesus, and 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 I I hope that, mm-hmm. but I I have sensed from him and from many pastors, um, a struggle, a wrestle with, um, our identity as a leader, um. And specifically, if we're "quote unquote" successful in ministry, uh, kind of building upon that versus our identity as a child of God, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I think he he has definitely um, emphasized throughout his ministry how valuable leading an organization is, um, and it would seem to me in this case that the issue it's not, not so much of an issue here yet, but the issue in places like suburban Atlanta, um, suburban, uh, it's already been a long issue in like San Francisco and, you know, Seattle and Mm -hmm. all that, but in, in suburban Southern cities, um, how to continue to be, grow your church and also say homosexuality is wrong uh,
1: that's not necessarily going to happen. Right. It's not what culture necessarily. Yeah, exactly. And so there is this tension and I think, you know, people do, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's, there's a multiple tensions here because there is the other tension of people appreciate you being clear and people appreciate you, uh, not leaving them to guess what you think about things. Right. But at the same time, they also won't necessarily listen to hear you out in your heart, you know, like, hey, like, and I think that's, this is the, you know, we, we would say, like, you cannot, uh, and I think some of this is a product of, like, you know, one of the things he says as a leader is what you win people with, you win people too. And and it's also what you keep people with. And I thought if, that was a MacArthur thing. I don't know. Those, it's guys, all are very, every, those yeah, guys are <laughs> very different. Very different, but it's kind I'm of the sure same I'm sure MacArthur principle. has said some I'm things sure about they, all, yeah, exactly. all yeah, Stanley I'm sure. over there. So I think this is a, if you are, if, it kind of to me comes back to a philosophical approach to ministry. Like if your ministry is, if you're doing what, like, if you are totally pragmatic in your approach, like whatever works, whatever gets people here so they can hear the message, um, there's some, uh, there can be some merit in that. But ultimately, you will start to follow that whatever works, whatever works, yeah, whatever works, right. including a devi- potentially a deviation from what Scripture teaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if you like, I don't care what works, I'm only going to preach the word, and you do it in such a way that doesn't engage people yeah. who don't have any interest or, or knowledge or foundation, then you're also doing a disservice. There is like a way that you have to move forward in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I would say, you know, I think going back to what he says about, um, that it not being sustainable, that they, that there's people who, who know it's wrong, but they're choosing companionship or they're choosing. I just think what you're doing is ultimately, uh, Discrediting the power of the gospel know, to change, yeah. and, and you wouldn't, mm-hmm. we wouldn't substitute any other, uh, any other thing that the Bible identifies as sin for that and say, well, you could, it's just not sustainable to not do this, uh, and to walk in faith. And I think, you know, to those Christians who do experience same sex attraction, who, uh, yeah. who do choose singleness, who do mm-hmm. choose celibacy and mm-hmm. really, uh, and there's a great article. I think it's, uh, I forget his last name, but I'll look it up. His first name is Sam. Alberry. Sam Alberry. Yeah. A yeah great yeah. article about yeah, that. Former homosexual, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. And he, you know, I think it just, we cannot, in any of this cheapen the power of the gospel, mm-hmm. um, to, to save, to, to, to restore. Um, and that is the power of the gospel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I, I so, you know, I, I think that we, we as a church, as a leader have to come to a point in our life where we say we're okay with, you know, this not resulting in growth. And I, mm. and I, and I, I, again, I don't know his heart, but out of the abundance heart, of the mouth speaks and writes, I I would have a hard time saying Andy Stanley is okay with his organization declining numerically to be faithful to mm. the word mm. or to be clear about the importance of the word. And ultimately what happens here, and this this is everything, is when we decide what is best for the church and mm-hmm. what is best for the people, yeah, we have stepped outside of our the authority we should be under with God. And so um, you know, I I feel like anytime, you know, there's this kind of there's this kind of move towards communicating in a way that will not detract from your crowd, um, you're in a dangerous place. Now, now to, I also think there's some that just like, well, like pastors that like, man, you just like want to upset people. Like, you know, yeah, like, you're wh- trying wh- to, you're trying world, to, you, know? because you
1: yeah. I well, mean, there's I, people who do that. They would, that that's a way for them to try to stay relevant because their God is really yeah, themselves yeah. and they want themselves exalted, not right. necessarily yeah. truth.
0: So, so I think for every pastor, there's this like, who who is my primary audience? and primary target audience. And there's a, there's a potential like temptation to pander to that audience, um, directly or subconsciously, I don't know. Um, and so in the South, you saw that with like the moral majority and just preaching Mm -hmm. to the choir and riling the choir up. And it's like, man, but what you're saying isn't necessarily reflective of God's heart, you know, here. Um, so, so that's, that's ultimately what I would say. Um, so I guess maybe kind of, can we shift gears and just talk about like what, this looks like for the average Joe yeah. because you know, most of us aren't Andy Stanley. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, yeah, this, I think what, there's that's, literally
0: like two churches that are bigger than his in the country. You know, yeah. So.
1: No, he's actually, uh, I can tell you he's, he's down the list oh, uh, man. because I that leading off with a game later. And, uh, okay. yeah, that's part okay. of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's a great question and I would say it's, it's important to wrestle with because a lot of the, um, pushback into our defense was for people who were criticizing the conference or the church, uh, some of the defenders were saying, well, have you actually sat with anyone struggling with this and listen to them and listen to their stories? And I would say that's a valid point. We do like, it is yeah. how it, because experiences are important, but Experiences don't trump truth, right, right? So we do have to figure out what this looks like to walk with people through this. Um, and I, I would say the first thing is, is that I mean, the heart of Jesus, and that's the heart of
0: yeah, he was full of grace and truth. That's yes, what the scripture exactly. What, and Luke so, exactly. And you so, fourteen,
1: exactly. And so we 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 don't. That doesn't mean we hide the truth or disguise the truth, but it means we we say this is the truth. And I'm with you and whatever, like we're with you as a church, we're with you. We want to help. We want to, we are, Mm -hmm. and we have to, um, you know, there is a judgment of right and wrong. However, Mm -hmm. there is not a judgment in that, uh, or condemnation from Christians Mm -hmm. in this or the church in this, because we are all sinners saved by grace. And so that's got to rule in our hearts. And I think that is potentially the hardest tension to walk in because, we want to, our, our default, to culturally and our default now is, as people is just to be like, it's okay to not be okay. And we stop, full okay. stop. And we can't stop the sentence yeah, there. Like, right, yeah, right. but.
0: Come as you are, don't stay that way. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Jesus
1: wants to meet us. And that is, you know, again, that's the gospel working in us. And so, you know, in and I think part of this is uh, the church, you know, what churches, we may have like done a disservice to single Christians mm-hmm. you know, uh, by you know, not valuing singleness as a gift, mm-hmm. like Paul writes, mm-hmm. and uh, and elevating marriage above singleness. Uh, there's lots we could say there, um, but I think the first the first rule is, man, we have to walk humbly and with compassion, yeah. and hold yeah. on to the truth. We don't we don't let people's experiences, no matter how hurtful they are or they have been, or how real they are, to trump. Uh, the truth.
0: Yeah. Man, there's so many nuances to this. Mm -hmm. Like I was uh, like who to blame, but I was just thinking like, if you're communicating and you know, there are people in your crowd who do not know Jesus and they're, they're open to Jesus. And you unfortunately do not have confidence that people will walk with them in grace and truth. Like you were talking about then like as a pastor communicating, it's like the thing I want them to hear the most is the gospel because that will save their life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so like, again, I think I, I I think Andy is wrong for not for I mean, the ambiguity, the things he said, I, I do think he's wrong. But like my sympathy is like he's he if he's thinking about that person and he's thinking, if I say it this way, then they're going to tune me out and they're not going to hear the gospel. But, but the problem ultimately I would say then is like their model hasn't equipped the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah. But, but, but I would say in our church uh, again, I don't have, you know, that same tension, but I do think like, you know, there are a lot of people who aren't taking the time to walk with people who don't not have those conversations with people. And so like the only thing someone's going to hear is what I say, you know what I mean? And so, Mm -hmm. so I, I would just say that I, I would, I just try to change my tone and just express like, "Hey, I know this is hard truth, but I love you." You know, mm. um, but so so again, I'm not excusing what he did, but I'm understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah I understand. I understand that there can be people in different settings and contexts who share the same convictions as me who don't say it in the same way, and part of the tension is. They don't know that those people will ever hear grace and truth. Right. From that's, someone.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's good. That's a good word. And yeah. I, um, I think a piece of it too is just that we as as the church, um, like that we gotta we have to recognize like this issue isn't going away. No, it's not. It's coming here. <laughs> it's coming here. It's only going to intensify yeah. uh in, in coming years. It's only gonna be more and more prevalent. And so Uh, As believers, we have to be more and more committed to walking with each other through this so that um, a a high school, middle schooler or an adult or or parents, like when this issue comes to their home, Mm -hmm. don't feel like they can't share Mm -hmm. because they will feel shame now some of that is their own they have to work through but we do have to be people who are willing to walk with each other in this uh period yeah and
0: we actually you know we're leading the pastor's conference for our state next month and one of the panels we're gonna have at that is uh you know three people um who their churches are, are are engaging you know people from a progressive background lifestyle. And, and I think, you know, I'm really excited to hear that panel because I think, uh, again, it's coming Mm -hmm. to a church near you and a town near you. I think increasingly, and this is where Andy Stanley's issue really is, is there's a number of believers who are very sympathetic Mm -hmm. to, uh, homosexuals and, and empathy for people is good But we have to keep Jesus and His Word as the authority, yeah. And we're going to have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I would, and so, dude, screaming at his church, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, is not the answer. And guy at his church saying, "Hey, this isn't a sustainable lifestyle," is not the answer. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's right. You know, we we've got to figure out how do how are we grace and truth? Yeah, grace and truth. Mm-hmm. It, it's not about balance. It's about boldness. Yes. Are we mm-hmm. going to be bold enough to be in people's life and show them grace and truth? That's what Jesus did.
1: Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, bold enough to show grace. Because I think when we think of bold, we think of bold truth. Yeah, right. And and that's true. But bold grace or, too. or we
0: think of bold grace yeah. the,
1: uh, without truth, right? Yeah, and exactly. It's like, yeah. Look at these trend setting yeah, you know, progressive they, churches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think we're so bold. And you know, we could do a whole nother to borrow, you know, another what, southern, another A whole nother We'll talk episode about speaking in tongues next week. On, uh churches and pastors who virtue signal with the, with their oh, bold gosh. grace. Like <laughs> you want to get me going? That's what you're trying to do. <laughs> try to appear uh uh, all things authentic. Uh, by yeah. Anyway, this I'll, was way
0: heavier than I thought. It we is. Well, really it's hard because heavy. I think, we got our so- we I got think our part of the heaviness
1: voices. is is that I. Anytime this is brought up, I feel the that what you were talking about, the, not the pressure, but the, like the desire to not be misunderstood know, or someone to I think know. they're just a you know, or, you know, because it is so, it is. Nothing sim- will
0: change that. I love you. Like, yeah, exactly. But also I, what you're doing.
1: I Yeah, I, exactly. I, it's
0: not, I'm not the, like, this yeah. is what God says. I want God's will yeah. for you. Like, mm-hmm. and you just wish people got that. And because of, because defensiveness and pride, but also because so many people have said it the wrong way. Yeah. And yeah. it's easy, it's been easy to pick on in conservative mm-hmm. cultures. Yep. That people feel like mm-hmm. shame. Yeah. You know, anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, was that boggy enough? <laughs> I All right. Think well, so. get, get to our All questions, right, so Justin. Question, Change the subject. Change the subject. Question. Uh, we need a little like music. Question. A uh, little uh, well, music. That's to your chart. Uh, I will work on that sometime. Um, so, question is. Uh, do, uh, is an understanding of the Trinity essential for salvation?
0: Uh, Ooh. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so is it essential to be straight for salvation?
1: Uh, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah.
0: No. Right. The gospel is, do you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: If so, you'll be saved. hmm For the mouth a person confesses, resulting in salvation. And with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Mm. Clear, yeah, right? Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's all Mm. Romans 10. So, you know, believe that Jesus Christ died for you. You'll be saved. I I would just say, and maybe this is a simple answer and you can say whatever. The challenge is, whether it be this trinity, homosexuality, whatever, fill in the blank, you know, that the Bible teaches. If you are saved... And you read the Bible and you don't accept what the Bible says, or you say, I can't accept that because
1: I don't, I don't, I can't believe that. Yeah. Then is Jesus really Lord? Right. That's a great way to frame it. I think that's a great way to frame it because, uh, the Trinity is hard to grasp. But if you're trying to, you know, like salvation, water, he ain't an egg. Salvation (laughs) is not predicated upon, you know, like, all the, uh, agreeing with all orthodoxy right. before him, but but the Holy Spirit will lead us to you know these believe these things based off yes. of what Scripture teaches. So you think um, the
0: thief on the cross fully understood the Trinity?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't know. Do you I think Jesus
0: a, was like, "Give me the Westminster Catechism before yeah, confession"? Before I
1: had you. a student one time uh, uh, when I was teaching, uh, doing student teaching actually in in public school, and they were talking about. Stumped and baptism and how you had to be baptized to be saved and I was like actually you don't and they were like well and I was, they you know they were. I learned later they were Church of Christ oh, and, okay. uh, and and like, they well, were like do do and it? I said like well what about the thief on the cross and they were like well they I took him down from the cross no and they did no, no they, they didn't. did so whether or not that was taught in their church or their parents like I'm not into kidding. the Natchez Trace but or I whatever just you like, said isn't, before you was <laughs> <years laughs> called what did you call it <laughs> the Narthex oh, they took him to the Narthex Natchez, Natchez trace. Trace. trace what is Natchez Trace there's a Natchez Mississippi but I don't know it's probably like a beer yeah it probably is oh man so I think it's just Comes to like try you know, some hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Holy Spirit will lead you to will convict and lead to this truth. And if you are studying Scripture and you come away saying, "I still can't believe that," because it's just too well, then it, are you submitting yourself to Jesus? <laughs>
0: Can we do a sermon series called the Narthex? The
1: Narthex. Sometime? Oh man, <laughs> Narthex and other Baptist words. Wow. Okay. All right. So I think we um, covered that one. Yeah. Can <laughs> Christians gamble? Well. <laughs> I think I mean Christians can do a lot of things. They can. <laughs> so, Christians uh, maybe you, the better question is should. Um that's, that's yeah, a better maybe question. should. Because can, what they yeah. Mean. Uh should, maybe, uh, is my answer. Um mm, you know. Mm, I don't mm, know. Mm, I think
0: mm,
1: you know, we are called to be wise stewards, mm, and you are you are willingly putting money up for um
0: yeah, potential
1: to lose it. Uh, I can see the argument of saying, "Well, hey, I'm, you know, I, I would spend fifty bucks to go do this. What if I say I'm only going to spend fifty bucks, and when I'm done, I'm done. All right, I'm not going to so argue. So then, are we with, allowed
0: to play the stock market?
1: Uh, hey, exactly. It's kind of to a gamble. Four hundred three B. All right, are we? Four hundred one K. That's the yeah, exactly. All these things are a form of risk. So what we're talking about is, you know, can you play a church raffle? <laughs> can you play bingo? Can you play bingo? Can you b i n g o? Uh, all those things. NGO. Yes, those are good questions. So I would so, say, what you doing? What's your heart? You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's okay to say to someone, I don't know where the line is in this, but you've crossed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've crossed it. So, I, I, I would say that. You know what I mean? And I, I think you know. I mean, is it the wisest use of your money? Probably not. Is it any worse than spending seventy dollars to go to the movies, or sixty dollars to eat, you know, fast food, or you know, whatever? <laughs> any other I, way, I just can't know, say. Yeah. I can't say that. So, um, I, I think. I think I would say, if if that's something you choose to do for recreation, you need accountability. Mm, yeah, that's. Yeah. And if your spouse doesn't want you doing it, you shouldn't be doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we could, you know, if you've got more questions on that. And if you want to throw money
0: away, give it to these guys. <laughs> hey,
1: we got a lot of children to feed. Uh, I'll show you
0: five cards and say, you know, here yeah. they are. Here's what they are. Now give me a hundred bucks.
1: <laughs> oh man. I, you know, the other day I, I uh, found 20 bucks in the parking lot and I just gave it to Debbie. I was like, Hey, get somebody. I, I sorry, go ahead. Did yeah. you lose twenty bucks in the parking lot the other day? Probably, probably. <laughs> but you know what? The right, Lord Debbie's knew. our bookkeeper. I just was like, she "Hey, hated it." Yeah, there you go. I will be she put in the offering. Yeah, she was like, "Well, if nobody claims in the next week, we'll just put it in tithes and offerings." It's like mm-hmm. that's what we
0: should do. That's weird because so, I saw her at Dunkin' Donuts for twenty dollars.
1: <laughs> she was like, "Look what I, I got!" I, I'm Just
0: kidding.
1: Yeah, um, she's like the last person to ever do that too. Yeah, yeah.
0: All and right, Steve Reno would find out.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Accountability's good, right? Yes, it is. So. All right. Uh, Speaking of gambling, so I enjoy playing poker. I don't ever gamble for poker, but like Mm -hmm. it's a fun fun. game to me, right? Yeah. But like the idea of gambling gambling with it, like mm -hmm. would be fun because it's a skill. Maybe Mm -hmm. blackjack a little bit because your skill. But like roulette seems just like the stupidest thing to me. It's like like, like, I'm putting a hundred bucks on the odds that you know, like
1: yeah, exactly. Like it, it it just might fall in that one slot that's gonna win. Yeah. But and the slots like you're just there. It's just it's so addictive, I think, to just slots. how it is. So, see see that doesn't entice just, me. But yeah, I think I think the whole play is like, maybe this time, maybe this time, and you just think it's how it plays with your mind. You the
0: the thrill. I think people are addicted yeah, not to the game, but the thrill. Absolutely, because right?
1: it might happen. And
0: it can control you mm-hmm. and consume you. And we know that. And yeah. so, you know, we just the same
1: principle, it's the same thing that you know, video game and all the apps the games like your phone how they just draw you in they know like it's just also not you.
0: not that not exactly that appealing to me exactly yeah okay
1: all right <laughs> speaking so of games speaking of games we're gonna play a little game uh we're gonna have a little battle royale a little mega church battle royale so we were talking about a mega church so i thought uh i'm gonna uh, pull out some uh mega church mega church <laughs> battle and, royale. Uh, you can use whatever cra- so this okay. is kind of a niche game because some people are like what so uh these are all a uh, random well not kind of, a little bit random sampling not- notable names from the top 20 largest churches according to Outreach magazine in the United States and uh you can whatever criteria you think wh- if it's like which church would you rather go to or which pastor do you think would win in a boxing match or uh which church would have better music I d- I don't care you okay. just have to pick a winner okay. whatever criteria and you can shift the criteria. Mm-hmm. This is the the opposite of truth. <laughs> so, and, and if you're listening at home, why
0: don't you and a friend go ahead and pick the pastor you think is going to win already and bet each other a hundred bucks? There you go. The That's who, right. Yeah, All right. Okay. So here
1: we go. All right. So round one. Yes, I will. I will talk while you're getting the pencil. Okay. I will uh, go ahead and say the first online. one. That's right. He's leaving. He's leaving. All right. So the, don't don't bump anything. Don't bump the lights. Don't bump the microphone. Um, so the first round one. Is life oh. Life Church with Craig Groeschel as okay. pastor eighty a uh, uh, reported eighty five thousand members. <laughs> That's so many. Like right. that, how many campuses? How you How many got? people come to your church? A gazillion. <laughs> but it still. But not some as big. of those are like. But, people. But Craig Groeschel says no matter how big the attendance gets, it's not bigger than my bicep because no, some yeah. <laughs> of those people are like, dude in his mom's basement yeah, watching online. watching online. So Life Church, Craig Groeschel, or. Fellowship Church in Grapevine, Texas, with uh, with uh, your buddy there, um, Ed Young. Ed Young. All yeah. right, there's a connection. There you go. Uh, so I'm gonna.
0: Both of these people think they're really funny, and so <laughs> I, tr- I'm gonna go with uh, Craig Rochelle because he wins the stand up comedy battle. Okay. All right. Yes. So we got and 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 he's got, they have like the best
1: IT creative people in they do. the world.
0: Yeah, I don't want to do. know how much
1: they're paying all of them. Listen, I mean, so you version, yeah, that's from Life Church, it is a Bible from Life. App, Church, and, which and, hey, and they do for free. I mean, they that put it out yeah, there for free. Mm-hmm. So hey, that is awesome. All right, yeah, yeah. So that's round one. Sorry, Ed, you're out. All right. So next, we are going to do a, two very different uh, types of churches. First, Church of the Highlands in Alabama, mm-hmm. with Chris Hodges, are reported mm-hmm. sixty thousand. Uh, and then we're going to go. Prestonwood Baptist Church with Jack Graham, uh, 19,000. So very different types of churches. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so I think they're best. They're both into hunting they're those that? types I know that
0: Jack Graham is <laughs> that's funny so, um, Chris Hodges you have to be if you're a pastor yeah I think in, he or, is and I think that Jack Graham could shoot Chris Hodges or whatever they were shooting at before <laughs> Chris Hodges could. so I'm gonna let Jack Graham win <laughs> alright
1: Jack wins I don't know how old is Jack you he's think? gotta he's, be up he's, there he's up late there. 60s yeah for sure um, Some all people right. listening are like, wait, like, that's wait, up there? No, no, that's not up there anymore. Sorry, yeah. No, it's not. You up know, there with the for best. For someone still pastoring <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a lead yeah, pastor yeah. position is to yeah. quantify. All right, so, all right, that was round two. Round three, we've got a Lakewood Church with Joel Osteen re- reporting 45,000. So people. he's either
0: definitely going to win or definitely going to lose, depending yes. on what. Yes,
1: all right, so we're going to, uh, uh, I think this is kind of an, an even match here. Uh, we're going to go with Gateway Church. Yeah, uh, with Robert Morris, uh, but located in the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, twenty-five. All these. How many? How many mega churches are in the Dallas? Isn't that Fort where Carrie
0: Job came from? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Lots of music from Gateway. Yeah, twenty-five thousand. So you got Lakewood with Joel, Gateway with Rob. Uh,
0: it's a smiling contest, and Joel <laughs> wins.
1: Dude, he will win that all day. But we can't. I'm not going to repeat categories. So okay. you know, all right. So he so, may lose the next all round. Right. Final round around round one is the new Saddleback Church with Andy Wood. You can't go back to uh, – what's his name? I just, Rick Warren. Rick Warren. Why did I forget that? I forgot about um, that. Saddleback, 30,000 people. Mm-hmm. Or Elevation Church with Stephen <laughs> Furtick, 14,000 people. All right. So what's the contest and who wins? Mm, I don't know much about Andy Wood. I know that he and his wife dressed up as Andy and Bo Peep when Toy Story Four came out or something and they did something at their church because there that was old a church clip, or the new like church. Like the new church. It was a clip. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? it was interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um uh Best at being Baptist even though you're not.
1: <laughs> um, Which actually is both of them. <laughs> y- yes, even though they both have what? Re- withdrawn. And sometimes your quick thinking just yeah, they, amazes yeah. me. <laughs>
0: and I think elevation lasted longer. All right. And um they just had such good music the Baptists were okay with them. <laughs> so so they win. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So And 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 he didn't really say much about yeah. women pastors, even there you though go. the other one did. So there you Elevation go. wins, and I just right. want to keep
1: Furtick going because it's go. Furtick right.
0: versus. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Okay.
1: Semifinals. All right, semifinals. We're gonna put. Did I'm you ever gonna, see Celebrity Death Match on MTV yes, back uh-huh. in the day? This I'm, is the best I'm, gonna, this is. I'm
0: gonna do that on the
1: next one. Okay, so, so this I'm gonna, is a
0: Claymation. So, okay,
1: so wrestling match. Celebrity Death Match for the semifinals, and I'm gonna have to pair them what I think is more even matches. Uh, so we're gonna go with Life Church with Craig Groeschel versus. This Steven is so Furtick niche, with elevation. By the way. It really is very people, few are, people.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're doing that. Oh yeah. man. Craig Rochelle.
1: Craig versus and Steven.
0: So I think Craig has the dad strength more than mm, than Furtick. Yeah. And Furtick, he's kind of short. Yeah. All and, right. I mean, no offense to our short people, but yeah. you know, in a boxing match. Yep. Celebrity death match, wrestling match. Usually the much bigger guy's going to take it. All right, so Craig takes
1: it, which takes us to the other semifinal. It's Joel Osteen and Lakewood versus Jack and Preston Wood. Oh, Wood. Both Texans. Uh Uh-huh, so there's got to be – so it's going to be a wood chopping
0: (laughs) – and wood- Jack Wood's gonna Jack Graham's gonna win wood chopping. Uh,
1: I agree. I don't think right.
0: that Joel has really ever. He's cut probably. Thing.
1: He has people cut his. <laughs> he has people yeah. on staff who cut his food for him. So yeah, I don't think he's cutting he scripture out of a sermon. Oh <laughs> no, you didn't. All right, so and the final <laughs> round. All right, we got live church. Craig Rochelle versus Preston Woods. Jack Graham, who's gonna win? Mm,
0: mm. What what's what's the competition here oh, between that's a, those two? Man. So you know what? I'm going to go with football, mm. and Oklahoma beat Texas. There you go. Last week, that's soon. and yeah. Craig Rochelle is in Oklahoma. There's a reason and he's so, number one, folks. So there's a reason.
1: There's 85 million people. Who I'm also.
0: In. Picking him because I'm very scared that his team is gonna hack into our uh <laughs> They're gonna
1: cut us off church and cut off uh, Boggy Talk and U version. Thank you for bringing U version to the world yes. lifechurch.tv. Yes. Yes. All right. So hey, if you missed previous episodes of Boggy Talk, check them out. Hit subscribe and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.